Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to tonight's edition of Students for a Better Future Radio. I'm your host, Doreen Finkel, with Luther Mays and Ruben Torres, and we are live. And once again, welcome to tonight's show, Students for Better Future Radio. Folks, what a great show we have for you tonight. Um, We're going to be talking about how Obama and George Soros are funding the current protests. But before we get to that, I do want to mention the show is sponsored by the 501c3 nonprofit, studentsforbetterfuture.com. If you can go and check us out on the website, that would be awesome. Um, And we want to... um, have our students listen in and hear tonight's show about how these protesters are actually paid um, by George Soros and the former President Obama, and that's tonight's topic. Um, and I want to uh, bring on our host, Ruben. Can you hear me? Yes, I'm here. We didn't lose you, right? Okay. Um so let's begin with this. I mean, I'm noticing things that these protesters are getting paid up to 3500 and 2500 here retainer. Um, you, you know, uh, and I said to you before, I said, I might as well go out and sit, sit on the park bench and just sit there, <laughs> you know? Okay. Um, so what do you think of that? Well, that's been that's been an ongoing situation ever since Ferguson, ever since the the um, Trevor Martin incident in Florida. It it, it has just basically continued. Uh, George Soros has uh, many organizations throughout the whole world, but one of the biggest that he has is called Open Society. It's supposed to be uh, a nonprofit, um, but he through that organization, it's funding a lot of other organizations. As a matter of fact, Soros is the big funder of, it, of the ACLU. Uh, so, you know, he has his hands and his money tied up in a lot of different organizations, especially, you know, left-wing organizations. So you're, you're looking at, you're looking at, uh, you're looking at indivi- uh, an individual that is very, very evil and then working with the former president, uh, that is a, a very deadly combination. Yes. Well, and I want to tell our, our folks um, that we're going to be joined by a very special guest tonight, um, Warner Todd Hudson. Um, he's actually a freelance writer um, and does some writing for Breitbart.com. I don't know if he's on the, the line yet. Warner, are you on the line with us? I am here, yes. Hey, Warner. Okay, welcome to the show. Hi, Warner. Um, you, you are in the media, and, and you are well-adversed at this, what's going on. And um, we, we, here we have George Soros and his cohorts 
paying these protesters, in some cases, giving them retainer fees up to $2,500 and then having them get paid $50 an hour. (laughs) Um, You know, and I mentioned to Ruben that it's funny, you know, there's so many people out of work, you know, I'm not one of them, but, uh, but I do, you know, if I want something in life, I, I, I do get the money for it. I said, I might go and sit on the, the bench and, and get the $50 an hour, you know? So, so what's the, what is the, um, the, I guess the, how do we see this? I think it's beyond question that uh, a lot of these protests are being funded and they're not grassroots at all, although, granted, they are bringing in some grassroots people on the left, but they're, they're paid for and created by these Soros organizations. After all, how do you think it was possible that uh, within minutes almost after uh, uh, President Trump issued his travel orders, uh, last month, that within minutes they they had thousands of people protesting dozens of airports all across the country. This is simply impossible to have happened spontaneously. It was planned ahead of time. They were ready to go, and all they had to do was make their phone calls. And and you know it was pre-planned. But well, Lisa, I know I, you wanted I, I, to get it. Oh, okay, uh, go, go ahead, Ruben. Luther, go ahead. In a nutshell here, I mean, uh, and I guess it's a shadow what, he, what he's doing with his nonprofit, but he's basically uh, trying to cause um, civil unrest and um, trying to overthrow the U.S. government. Anybody else would do that to be arrested. And he's certainly Can getting he the media to help him do this. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Can So is he able to get things done, um, you know, move around and – you know, that sort of thing. I, I mean, this has to be an annoyance to him, you know. Go ahead, uh, Todd Warner. Do you want to take that one? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were speaking to Ruben. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, well, I mean, he's, he, he's had these uh, plans for, for years. I mean, so... It, it's the kind of Alinskyite work that uh, it doesn't take much effort to get it in motion once it's already, you know, created. Right. So, so how do we counter something like this? Well, that that's the that's the ten thousand dollar question, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I, the only way to do it is to uh, is to continue to pay attention. Uh, we have to organize ourselves, which is something that uh, the people on the right don't do well. Uh, let's face it, we don't join, you know. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, people on the conservative side of the aisle, when they see something that needs to be done, they want to go off and do it on their own. You know, they don't want to work together with 500 other people or 1,000 other people. And and that's the biggest problem that the right has. That's why the Tea Party was so amazing, because that was a spontaneous uh, explosion of uh, grassroots work. It wasn't right. created beforehand, um, but conservatives don't join well. They're too entrepreneurial. <laughs> when they see something that needs to be done, they want to go do it, but they don't want to do it with 50 other people. They want to do it on their own. <laughs> you right. know? And 
and we we have we had seen that for years in the blogging side, for instance. When blogging first became a big thing in the uh, early 2000s and the mid 2000s, conservatives were creating their own blogs hand over fist all over the place, while people on the left were working together in group blogs and and right. you know making making more of a stir than the conservatives because you know conservatives didn't want to work with somebody else; they wanted to promote their own thing, and uh, you know. <laughs> That's why uh, uh, so many of these conferences were so incredible for people on the right, because it was finally something getting together to do something with others. So basically, there's too many chiefs and not enough Indians. Right. <laughs> well, well, you think president should step in and do something about it? Shouldn't Trump be the one that um, puts his foot forward and says enough's enough? Well, I mean, it remains to be seen. I, the problem that we have on our side right now with Trump <clears throat> is that the party itself <clears throat> excuse me the party itself is not really behind him we're already seeing the the uh, uh the Republican Congress drag their feet they're not surging forward like the Democrats did when when Obama took office uh they're dragging their feet they're saying oh we've got to slow down and look at this carefully no, do it. Go, move. <laughs> they're not right. doing that uh, because they're not behind Trump, and they wouldn't be behind Cruz either. I mean, you know, it's not just Trump here we're talking about. It would have been any Republican president. Uh, the last time we saw the, the the Republican Congress actually begin to move forward was when Reagan was president, and and even even then it was only in his first term because in the second term uh, the Republicans lost hope again. So. Uh, as I keep saying, we have the stupid party. <laughs> we are part of the stupid party on the right. Well, she, yeah. uh, go ahead, Ruben. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ruben. I think I think uh, what Warner, I mean Warner, um, hit it right on the nail. I mean the we have a lot of rhinos that are never going to get behind any Republican candidate. Because they're part of the problem. They're part of the system. They're not the opposition to the Democrat Party. They are the party. They're part of the party of the Democrats. And yeah. they're, they're, only, they're only Republicans because for convenience. But that's about it. Blue dog Democrats in the wrong party. Right. So 2018 means a lot when it comes to, let's talk about the Tea Party. People need to put their money to the Tea Party and put candidates against them to get them out or you're not going to ever solve the problem. Because yeah. they're always going to be there to block and nothing's ever going to get done. Yeah, but I have a question for Warner. Uh, do you see? Do you see... Do you see anything really significant getting accomplished within the next six months in this uh, in this tug of where you know tug back and forth between Trump and and the Republican controlled Senate and, and House? Well, we always can keep our fingers crossed for it. Uh, I think some things will get done. Uh, yes, Trump, if he keeps his backbone and continues surging forward with his own agenda. Uh, and 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 doing so with his executive orders and and appealing to the people, uh, you know, uh, appealing directly to the people 
through Twitter and all those other things, which some people don't like him doing, but it's really the only way he is pushing his ideas forward. Uh, if he doesn't become disheartened and start uh, falling back, and if enough of us out here in the public continue to push our representatives to follow Trump's example, we might get some things done. But, you know, like I said, the, the Democrats, they surge forward. Whether they have a mandate or not, as soon as they get even the taste of power, they ran, they ran their ideas through. Uh, look at what happened with Obamacare. It was ran through without a single vote from the GOP, and most of it was pushed through in the middle of the night when the news media wasn't even awake to report on it. The Republicans just don't have that kind of spine. Right. But isn't it isn't it because a lot of the Republicans again we, uh, we I noticed that there's a list out there of of Republicans that are on the payroll of George Soros. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, so so yeah, basically yeah. You're, you're talking you're talking about individuals that are not really in there in Washington. For the benefit of of the American people, they're in there for the benefit of themselves, and they're right. and they're working against against uh, every, anyone who who's opposed to any of the Democrats. I mean that's that's the uh, I mean I I think we all can see that, and I, and I find it hard to believe that more people are not able to see that. Well, this is why we are currently in a fight against time right now. Uh, between the, the, this, this establishment GOP and the deep state they represent, and uh, Steve Bannon and, and uh, uh, Donald Trump's idea of, of trying to put as much pain on the deep state as possible to eliminate these jobs, to not fill them, to roll back regulations. All of this can be done from the White House, right? And our race against time right now is if Trump can do as much of this as possible before the next election, before the next midterm election, and enough people can say, hey, this is working, this is the stuff we like, we want more Republicans doing this, and maybe even primarying some of these uh, deep state Republicans, getting rid of them and putting in uh, a more Tea Party-minded candidate, right, if we can do all this in the next two years, we may have a handle on pushing this forward. But if it gets stymied, in my opinion, the Republican Party will be opening the door for the Democrats to walk right back into power and start over again. Right, right. Well, that's where the, the 2018 election comes in. People start seeing that it's working, and they'll have to get behind people that are going to remove these people that ain't going to work with them. Exactly. And when the people will, too, like they did against uh, Hillary, people stepped up, went to these rallies, and they'll step up and do it again. You know, that's exactly what we're going to have to do to save this republic. But, unfortunately, it's a race against time because it will come a point where if things aren't getting done fast enough and these changes aren't being made to the point where the people can see that it works, there's going to come a point where a lot of a lot of uh, middle of the road voters who maybe went with Trump this time will go, well, it didn't really work, so let's go back with the Democrats. So this is the race against time we have, and the GOP, the Republican Party, is not going to be helping us with this. Right. Um, this whole situation uh, that we have now with um, 
that's happening in, and I know we might be going uh, off the topic, uh, the main topic, but I, I wanted to touch this with you, Warner. The situation is happening in, in Europe. I've been I've been really focusing a, a lot of my attention on on that. Uh, in Sweden, you know, the the, the number of of uh, I mean, the city of Malmo has become the the capital, rape capital of Western Europe. And what's happening in London and France, uh, the waves of of of, of extreme extremists, Muslims that are are basically doing whatever they want, and and the governments, the left wing governments in Europe, controlled by the European Union, are just standing by and letting them slaughter their own people. This position that the Europeans have taken is basically backfiring on them. Where do you see the situation here with Trump and and and, and the uh, migration of of uh, the Muslims from from uh, Europe or the Middle East coming to the U.S. Well, we're certainly ahead of the curve here in America on on seeing this, and we are we we have always been in a better position to uh, change course. Uh, on this type of thing than Europe has. Uh, Europe has been extremely left-wing for a very long time, and uh, it's, it's uh, you know, its entire government, uh, all of the states over there, all their governments are keyed to far-left liberalism. Um, you know, in many cases, especially in France, they have whole academies, whole schools set up to teach people how to be in government. That's something we don't have here. Uh, and they have these colleges that teach people to be left-wing government officials. <laughs> so it's, it's endemic in their system. So we've been able to change course a little bit quicker, obviously, by voting Trump in to put a, a dent in these type of uh, uh, immigration patterns. Um, but I guess what, what I'm saying is we'll have to wait and see what's happening in Europe and to see if, indeed, uh, they're more uh, center-right uh, voters will come to the polls and start to oust these left-wingers. As far as America goes, you can only hope we're going to be able to put a crimp in this kind of stuff and not be importing all of this, uh, what do they call them, refugees, yeah, right? right. Uh, destroying our country before, uh, you know, before we get a chance to do anything about it. We're already seeing too much of it as it is. Right, right. I mean, we uh, Europe may have some hope uh, if Marina Le Pen gets uh, um, nominated in, in France, and Gerv Wilder, even though he just suspended his, uh, his uh, campaign in, in, in Holland, I think the trend, and then we have we have some individuals in, in, in Europe, I mean, in Hungary, Viktor Obar, who's very strong against the, uh, the uh, influx, influx of, of um, these individuals coming in into their country, so... Um, I think Europe it's it's somewhat beginning to change, and I think even the, even the left uh, left center or left wing uh, individuals in Europe are beginning to see that hey, this is a huge problem. Well, it seems so. It seems like there's some dawning uh, <laughs> some dawning of truth finally coming on these people over there. Uh, by these people, I mean the government officials. Um, it seems like they're starting to realize it. Uh, Merkel has been saying things lately that seems to uh, lead you to believe that she's going, she's looking at, at her position and going, oh, I'm in trouble here. 
you know, politically. And uh, so I don't know, but like I said, their whole, their, all of their governments, not just the EU, but each individual state over there, is so geared to far leftism. And of course, we we got to understand that most of this is in reply to World War II Nazism. So it's understandable right. that it went that way. But it's so ingrained that it's going to be really hard for them to change course. You know, right. there's, there's one other thing I'd like to say real quick about the problem with Europe, and it's really what got them here in the first place, is the fact that they don't integrate people well over there. People come to America, or at least they always have in the past, to be Americans. People right. didn't always go to France to be Frenchmen. And Frenchmen in France didn't always accept to the people that came there as as Frenchmen. For many generations sometimes, there's two and three generations between when uh, uh, an immigrant family finally starts becoming, you know, French or German uh, or English or what have you because they are not integrating. They don't integrate as well over there because they don't ever feel like they're part of their new country. They really don't want them. Well, I, I, I'll tell you something. Uh I don't know if most people know, but a lot of those 28 countries that are a part of the EU do not really have a voice in in, 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 in their budgets or, or any other uh, legislation. Everything is controlled out of Brussels, the headquarters of the EU. And, you know, all those, the quarters on, on how many people, how many uh, migrants or immigrants are supposed to be coming in, that's dictated. I call I call the EU a dictatorial board that controls all all of those twenty eight countries. They don't have a voice in Europe. Nope. And that's one of the biggest reasons that Brexit happened. The the British have been a very independent yes. country for you know, for generations and uh they have chafed more than probably any other people under the EU and uh it it really had a lot to do with fueling Brexit. Uh British uh, the British people were we're just sick and tired of being told uh, what kind of bananas, the length of their bananas, and the types yeah, of their teapots right. by somebody in freaking Brussels. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so that, that field, and it, it, this, you know, this isn't racism, quote unquote. Uh, they were just tired of being treated like the redheaded stepchild in their own country. Right, right, definitely. Doreen, um, um, Luther. Well, you know, I, I, what I see over there in Europe is the people are starting to get get together and they're getting tired of this over there in their own country. So, come, something like Trump getting them, the people are going to start voting for somebody else. But who knows? It's probably a big election. I don't know. Well, I think I think the other the other aspect of uh, getting back to Soros and his influence here in the U.S. Uh, Soros had such an uh, influence on a global scale. In Italy, through his open society um, organization, they basically have told magazines in, in Italy and in some other uh, two or three more countries that they cannot use the term Muslim extremists or Muslims at all for any, any incident because they want to basically control what gets written and what gets put out there to the public. That's how uh, uh, the, 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 the way this, this, this man is operating. Yeah, and, you know, we, we make a mistake when we say that it's, 
just George Soros. You know, we really should realize that this is this is an entire organization of thousands of people that feel just like the way George Soros does, including his sons. So, you know, we shouldn't necessarily always focus on the single man. The, of course, the reason we do is because he has all the cash. <laughs> Granted, but but uh, he he has he has created an organization an organization of thousands of like minded people. So it, oh, yeah. it's not just many right. guys, it's thousands of people acting like this. And, and, and even if he disappeared today, they wouldn't all go away at that end. Correct. You're right. You're right. I mean, there, there, there is, there is. Yeah, I keep mentioning Soros because he, 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 he is the poster boy uh, right. for the left wing uh, cash machine. But there are others, you know, that are very influential. I mean, the Bill Gates of the world, the the, the Warren Buffett of the world. Those are basically uh, individuals that that are also investing in a lot of these organizations. In different in different ways. I mean, they're part of the, they're part of the globalist cabal. Exactly right. Amen. So, um, Doreen, Doreen, you there? Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> I'm out. I'm, I'm actually listening and I'm watching the people's reaction on Facebook. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> By the way, we do have callers on the line. Um, if you do ask, want to ask a question, remember to press 1. Okay? And um, the call-in number for everybody else is 646-915-8117. That's 646-915-8117. Um, and, and don't be shy about asking a question because um, we don't bite. Um, so anyhow, Luther, 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 and I can, can can continue if you want to just basically uh, keep an eye on 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 the um, on the speech I'm by uh, in, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, so I want to. I want. That's okay. I, Go ahead. I wanted to. I wanted to touch uh, Warner on on another issue that is um, really kind of hot right now. Um, this whole situation with fake news, real news. You've been, you've been, you've been, you've been writing the real news for a long time and uh, reading your articles, uh, top, top-notch reporting. I would have to say that um, that in today's world, what the mainstream media is considering your writing and everyone else's fake, they have been. They have been outed as the true fake news outlet. This this whole situation didn't just pop up, right? It's been it's been around because you've been you've been writing for a long time. But what, what's your impression? What's your take on on, on this whole situation? Uh, this whole fake news, real news, and what what is real? What is real and what's fake? <laughs> well, you're certainly right that they have been uh, they have been engaging in fake news for decades. I mean, it goes. Yeah. At least, at least as far back uh, organizationally. I mean, and I mean across the spectrum of the media. Uh, in, in the old days, it may have been you know one one paper that was really uh, biased one way or the other, uh, and another paper in the same town with the opposite way. You know, you can you can uh, account to that to some sort of fake news media. But 
<laughs> the whole media establishment really went fake news in during the, the, the Vietnam War. Uh, if you'll remember, the Tet Offensive, in reality, was a military victory for the United States. But the fake news reported it as a major loss. And this kind of stuff uh, grew out of that, uh, that period of left-wingers getting into the journalism trade and using it to push their ideas. And we can get in, into uh, uh, Rathergate, which is one of the things that really launched uh, blogging. Uh, we can get into... Uh, uh, I, I I can't remember if it was CBS or ABC. I can't remember which one uh, right offhand. But uh, they created a fake explosion for a truck so that they could pretend like they were uncovering unsafe vehicles. But they made it. They they rigged the the, the truck to explode. Uh, so their reporting made it look like they were uncovering an unsafe vehicle, but they actually manufactured it to be unsafe. The media did. <laughs> Yeah, this kind of stuff has been going on forever. I have an article that uh, that chronicles 50 examples of fake news right, going right. back all the way to World War II. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, it's 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 been going on for a very long time. But the reason we're hearing about it now is because, of course, the liberal media is panicked. They've lost their place in society. They're no longer completely controlling the message, and they needed. They were looking for some way to attack the conservative media. And this fake news idea was the best thing they could come up with recently to try to smear everyone center-right as fake, as lies, as, you know, uh, biased news. When, of course, we've been publishing this stuff against them for decades. You guys all know what Newsbusters is, newsbusters.com. That that has been chronicling leftist lies for, for 15 years now. And that, that was one of the first places I started working at. So it's been around for quite a while. Right, right. But it's a shame uh, t- so many people still believe them. You know? <laughs> yes, it is. So well, many one, one See, 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 like, I teach that... my children about this so they know that the media is all ho- hogwash. Right. And and one of the things that this country was built on was the fact that we as citizens, we have to inform ourselves about what's going on in the world and in our nation. We have to be informed citizens. That's the only way the United States of America can properly work is if we're informed citizens. So, you know, fake news or not, we all have the responsibility to look at the news to investigate stories we see. Don't just take the first word out of someone's mouth as gospel and become informed citizens. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah. I, 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 one of the things that I learned when I went to college, uh, just before I got my degree, one of the classes that I took was critical thinking. And that was my best class in all my four years because my professor was so good. He said, listen, you know when you see these commercials on TV promoting coffee is great for you? What's the first thing you need to do? Yeah. See, who's paying for that commercial, that <laughs> advertising? <laughs> that will tell you who, right. who, who, who's going to benefit from that. Critical thinking. I mean, that was like, my God, my grammar school, my high school, <laughs> and part of my college. I didn't realize that. He was brilliant. I mean, he, he actually, and from that point on, I've been, every time I look at something, I'm like, huh, who's, who, who's benefiting from this? Why is that happening? 
Um, and that's what I think a lot of, I think, you know, to give some credit, I think there's more Americans today that are, are beginning to see what Warner writes is definitely real news and what uh, the New York Times writes is fake news. They're beginning. I mean, I, I, I'm happy. I see, I'm optimistic that more people are beginning to, to see that. Well, for my sake, I hope you're yes. right. <laughs> well, <laughs> I heard that all the newspapers in this country are owned by 19 people. Uh, I don't that? maybe. Uh, yes, I've heard that, um, but I, I haven't, you know, looked into that. Um, you know, uh, but I mean, I, I wouldn't doubt it. Um, but anyhow, Warren, I want to talk about this one a little bit. Um, part of our group deals with the human and sex trafficking. And um, yeah. I, I also, I, I read um, some of the articles on Breitbart, and, and I know the Trump administration has been up on this. And um, I, I want, you know, it goes back to what you said before, but I really want to know why, because um, when I read yours, uh, I picked up on the article that um, Trump has, you know, engaged in a, in a um, sex trafficking uh, bust and he's actually tightening up the laws on that. And you guys right. have an article from here from, um, uh, from a Lucas Nolan. And I wonder why the, the mainstream media doesn't even cover this, you know, because on this issue, I could tell you that that under the Obama administration, they, he basically got rid of the uh, that division in the FBI that handled this. Well, <laughs> just so yes, I tell you and, that one. <laughs> right? No, I I agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the media has not been paying attention to this particular issue, but of course, we all know. The reason they aren't paying attention is, is it redounds in, in Trump's favor. So they want to ignore that as much as possible. Just like this education issue. Uh, as far as you could tell from the media, Betsy DeVos is evil, you know, because she's, she's against the unions. But, but you know, in, in truth, she's for education, for better education for our kids. And it's that kind of thing that uh, the media won't report on. They'd rather report from the union's point of view. And the unions hate this kind of thing because it takes their power away. Of course, of yeah. course. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's obvious. It's obvious that they're not going to want anything that's positive, that is for the betterment of the country. They're going to go against it. They're going to go against it. I mean, they had eight years of a failed presidency, and and they're kicking themselves because they expected, you know, Queen Hillary to be the next president, and, and that. Never happened. So now they're they're you know resentful and 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 crybabies and they, they basically um they're not going to compromise. I tell I tell Republicans and conservatives, I never expect the Democrats to compliment or or, or do anything that is going to benefit us. So why expect that from them? Yes, uh, but I I want to go back to this Lucas article. For a minute here, um, he writes here. It says, since President Donald Trump has been sworn in on January 20th, authorities have arrested an unprecedented number of sexual predators 
involved in the child sex trafficking rings in the United States. Um, and he said this, he, he goes on to say right out, this should be one of the biggest stories in the national news. Instead, the mainstream media has barely, if at all, covered any part of these mass pedophile arrests. And he leads you to ask, this begs the question, why? Um, and he's also been a strong advocate for following the pedophile arrest since Trump took office. And he writes, there's been a staggering 1,500-plus arrests in one month short compared to that less than 400 sex trafficking-related arrests in 2014. Um, and he goes on to say that's because the Obama administration had dismantled this aspect of the FBI. And, and this, this really should be front-page news. Right here. Well, one of the it, important reasons why Obama, one of the important reasons why Obama eliminated these things uh, to try to, uh, uh, you know, to try to uh, stop the prosecution of sex trafficking, is because it's very endemic in the Muslim community, the Muslim expatriate community, the ones that move into Western, uh, you know, Western nations. They are heavy into sex trafficking. If you'll, if you'll recall uh, the sex trafficking cases in, 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 in uh, Britain where these uh, Pakistani and Muslim groups have moved in and started to, to uh, groom young girls to become sexual slaves. And, you know, it's very endemic in the Muslim culture. And Obama wanted to, put, to, to take the light off of that aspect of Muslim culture. So that's why he was eliminating all those programs and all those poss- capabilities of our, uh, of our uh, FBI and whatnot, because he wanted to, to make sure that Muslims didn't get caught doing this stuff. Oh my goodness. Well, also, also, I think there, I, I, yeah, I think also it has to do, if I may add to what, what Warner just said, it also may have to do with, uh, you know, the Bill Clinton, R. Epstein, the billionaire um, fundraiser or donor to the to the um, Democratic Party that he had a private island and he was accused um, of abusing and being yeah. a pedophile. Who was it, Epstein? Epstein, yeah. So I think that it also, because it, it basically resembles part of the Democratic culture. Um so I think that that was another reason why Obama uh, went went away from the human trafficking. But but you know what do you expect from them? Well, I mean they they basically promote uh, you know you know and 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 and, and, resp- and, and have support for for from the pedophile community. Sadly, sadly um, true. Yeah, uh, and um, I, I just wanted to um, tell you, um, Warren, that that um, about two years ago, um, our group did get involved in helping some victims up in Buffalo, New York, um, and I had actually brought this attention to, to Katie O'Malley, who's from Breitbart, and um, she had done some media work for us um, because what happened was there were victims up there, um, and, you know, we believe that the case was actually tied to the cases were tied to the Democratic Party up there, uh, who, you know, and these people were very powerful. And um, 
you know, and they also controlled the local media pretty much. And, you know, they, we believed that they were actually taking money or getting money somehow from not only sex trafficking, but also the drug trafficking to finance various things. And, um, but, and so what they did was being, they had control over the media. They made all the victims look bad. They were saying, oh, they, you know, it's, it's like these were low lives off the street and yet they weren't. Because we went out to talk to the families and the families went crazy. And um, Katie came in and said that these people control the media so they control your message. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I I wanted to touch on um, this situation that's happening in California with the Oroville Dam and the whole okay the water the destruction that's happening, which is basically being kept hush hush to to a large degree by the by the um, by the mainstream media. The millions and millions billions of dollars that have been invested in every other issue by Moon being uh, Jerry Brown, Governor Brown, has really crippled the infrastructure in California. Is that something that we can expect to be happening also in other other cities and other states due to the amount of money that has been going to sanctuary cities and, 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 and even sanctuary states? Because this is Horrendous. I mean, the amount of destruction that's happening, and, and you you talk to most people, and they say, "What's going on in California?" No, no, they don't know because they've been kept quiet. I have friends in 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 Sacramento, uh, in, in Northern California that uh, that have been sending me videos, and I've been posting them on 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 Facebook because no one we're not seeing that from the mainstream media. No, and uh, but they sure well, told us all about their light rail that they've spent millions and millions on going down the tubes. <laughs> that's right. It's a, good thing, it's a good thing they've got a light rail system that's going nowhere and will go nowhere even when it's completed. <laughs> it won't have riders. Yet, uh, you know, we have the Orville Dam that's collapsing around everyone and, and forcing millions of people out of their homes, <laughs> at least hundred thousands. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but we're, we see this in every other Democrat state, too, uh, the here in Chicago, for instance, is run by Mayor Ron Emanuel, who used to be uh, uh-huh. uh, Obama's chief of staff. Uh, and, and here he is taking millions of dollars and trying to create new parks and, and new golf courses and, and, you know, new things like that. Meanwhile, we have uh, upwards to 5,000 citizens being murdered or being shot, rather, every year and, and nearly 1,000 murdered every year uh, because the, the police have been neutered. Because <laughs> he's spending money on on golf courses, you know, and it, it, it's no different really than than the situation in California. Uh, other than that, it's a, a little bit smaller pot of money going to all his buddies, whereas in California it's billions of dollars. Here it's probably just a billion. Right, right. Hey Luther, go ahead. Do you want to touch on on the subject for uh, for Warner? Warner, I. I so this country has gotten so bad that I-75 and Route 66 are our two longest highways. I-75 here in Michigan is shut down for two years because the bridge is so dangerous to collapse. So the politicians keep taking the money to fix the roads and the bridges, 
and they're not doing it. Now you've got a main highway that's closed for two years because of it. So they're not right. – it's out of control. And where's the money going in Michigan? Where is it going? Yes, it is going to float failing Detroit. That's where the money's going in Michigan. Right. <laughs> I mean, the people, the people are getting wise to see you know, you know everything. Uh, I, I believe Trump should call them out. Start calling them out. The ones that don't want to work with them, call them out. Let the people know that they're not, you know, they're not helping. Because the people are behind Donald Trump. As long as he keeps calling them out, the liberals are not going to get anywhere. They've lost their power. Well, sadly, there's a large number of voters in this country that will simply vote Democrat just because that's what they do, not because that's what they know anything about. Uh, they just do because that's what they've been told uh, growing up. Uh, that's what they're told by the media. That's what they're told by the entertainment media, that uh, Democrats care. And, and that's, that's their single message that has been, you know, extremely effective, uh, that uh, the, the GOP can't seem well, to counter in any way. And uh, that's where uh, we end up with all this mess. Uh, we well, end up with true. states and, and cities that are single-party single, single uh, party power base. Well, that's yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Doreen. Yeah, th- this is what, um, you know, after doing the philanthropy on the college campuses, um, you know, and, and being uh, see, I'm an education um, Warner, and and I'm a, an actual teacher, uh, and and I hope to pursue my doctorate someday. Um, but after being in this field and studying this, this is what I have come to believe that has happened to both education and media. Um, the the actual thing is is the communists, when they have escaped Hitler uh, back in the 30s, you had people like Gramsci and, and all of that, um, they came over here in, in those wave of people, and they they organized. You know, they sat, they, they had coffee with one another in everybody's house, and they devised up these plans, and they knew to take over powerful institutions like education and the media and government to infiltrate. And um, they, they, cause they did that because they figured they, they couldn't conquer our army. So they wanted to invade from within. And you're not going on to a crazy conspiracy theory either here because that was the actual stated purpose by people like John Dewey uh, you know, who came here uh, with, uh, with communist ideas, with socialist ideas at the turn of the last century. And, and uh, people like Charles Beard, who uh, decided to uh, retool American history to uh, teach students that America is really just a, a, an evil capitalist nation that only caters to the rich. That was his idea of how to retool, you know, uh, education. And these people were all extreme leftists, socialists, and in some cases actual outright communists. And it took all the way until the 1960s and 70s for a cadre of conservative-leaning uh, writers and, and historians to start saying, wait a minute, hold on, hold the boat here, and try to reverse that. Yes. And it's been an uphill battle 
and, and I have often said on this show, I believe that those people like Gramsci were one, um, you know, and, and, and the others who also came over here, I believe they were far more dangerous, you know, than any other military guy because they, because they did it from within. And they, they look, you know, these were people that look like us, you know, and, and, um, they knew to invade. You know, it's it's, it's sort of like the 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 uh, they did it sneaking, sneaking over. You know, um, and, and that's what that's what I have come to see that has happened here. And once they get, well, at least I know in education, um, once they become the dean or get a teaching job, they don't tell you that they only hire their own. But it's an unspoken well, word that they hire their own. Right. And you and you can see the uh see the, the layout there when you look at these colleges and, 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 and look at the places they donate to, for instance, for poli- you know, for political purposes. And you'll have let's say let's say some college, some small college has hundred and fifty uh university professors and you'll find that hundred and forty eight of them donated to this far left causes that you can imagine and two of them uh, maybe donated to a Republican. <laughs> you know? and, and so right. this is right. a perfect example of how, how the uh, university system works. But again, you come to the point where a lot of this can be laid at the feet of conservatives. A lot of this is conservatives' fault because conservatives ignored the field of education. They checked out completely and allowed the left to completely take over education. They made no effort whatsoever to stop the left's move into education because so many conservatives wanted to become rich or they wanted to start their own you know, business, and they weren't interested in becoming teachers and educators. So all the extreme leftists went toward that in, in, you know, in the bulk. And those are powerful things, yeah. Yeah, powerful institutions. And what's scary is on these universities is you have the you know you have the departments like the like the media and and um teaching you know and and they sort of recruit their own so you have like an an ever ending cycle uh, cycle of liberalism but we do you know, have and, we do have an example we do have an example of a way that conservatives can reverse that. And we've seen it in the judiciary. While we don't have a million conservatives in the judiciary today, uh, and while we still continue to hear crazy stories from, you know, like California with the with their Ninth Circus, uh, the Federalist Society in the 70s began to look at the judiciary and, and the law and law schools and whatnot, and began to say to themselves, "Wait a minute, we're losing our constitution because we've turned our backs and allowed so many liberals." to get into the law. And starting in the 70s, the Federalist Society began to gather together, train, uh, train uh, law professors and whatnot, and to send them out into schools and really have made a difference in the judiciary. We have far more conservative ju- uh, judges and law school professors and, and, and deans of law schools now than we ever did before, uh, well, <laughs> since the left took over this country. Um, so we do have a model that we can change the change our educational system, and that's the model of the Federalist Society. It can it can happen. It can work, but we got to get the the conservatives to work together. 
uh, you hit the head on the nail with that one. You, you know, well, it's like I, you don't I, have any I, cohesion, you know. I, so I, 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 totally, I, I totally agree with what Warner said. I mean, uh, there's no unity within the uh, conservative party and, and, and Republicans and libertarians, conservative libertarians, which uh, basically uh, is what I consider myself more uh, of a libertarian conservative. Um, but I think that it, 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 it's beginning to look like there's, there's people, there's a growing number of Americans that are beginning to realize that the Democratic Party is not where they want to be. Uh, and you've seen the number of people that have that switched parties, affiliations during the primary, I mean, during the uh, general uh, primary and the general election. Uh, so I think, I think that there's hope. I mean, 30% of Hispanics uh, voted for Donald Trump. I think uh, approximately 8 to 9% of African Americans voted for. And there was also Asian, the Asian community voted for. So I think there's, there's, there is a growing, there's hope, I, I think. But, yeah, there's still an uphill battle with having that unity that right now conservatives do not have. Uh, and of course, we have the other problem. We have the other problem where uh, where we don't have where we don't seem to have the capability to to inform people of where their decisions are leading. Uh, you're right. There are millions of American voters that are uneasy now with the Democrats. The Democrats are un-American, blatantly and openly so. Uh, but they don't have the the ideology. They don't have the ideas of why they need to, to, to leave the Democrat Party. And we can't seem to impart that to them. Uh, about all we have is, is uh, some conservative press, which is, you know, like Breitbart and groups like that, Daily Caller, which is a very small group of people. And, and then maybe talk radio. But this, this doesn't reach the bulk of the country. So we have a, a darth of the ability of reaching out to people and training them in how to be conservative and how and why Republicans are right. Right. No, no. I, I, Republicans are always it. bad on the PR. <laughs> they were yeah. always bad on PR. <laughs> right. You know, and I think you call them the stupid party, right? That's exactly. one area where they're stupid. <laughs> They need to turn the conversation around and throw it right back at them. You know, um, for example, make make themselves into the victim, okay? You you know, okay, like, for example, health care. We know that it has to be repealed and replaced, you know. So with Republicans, they don't do, they don't. They don't show all the people who have lost their coverage or who are struggling because their co- coverage went through the uh, sky high. They don't play the victim role there, you know. And right. They've always been terrible at PR. Right. I think it goes beyond that, Doreen. I think it's beyond the uh, – I think it's beyond the PR. It's also the fact that a lot of these Republicans, uh, politicians in Washington, they're tied. Their hands are tied to the uh, to the to, to the lobbyists and the interest groups. I mean that 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 is a huge problem because you know, I mean the insurance industry they basically wrote the whole uh, Obama. 
Obamacare back, uh, legislation. I mean, that's 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 something that it, you know you could have. That's the reason it, I think I think Donald Trump's um, winning the presidency has really shocked Washington because the fact that in Washington most politicians go in with the idea that they can change the system, and then the system just gobbles them up and spits them out because it, it, it's too strong, it's too powerful, and it, it seems like. So far, that Trump is holding up against the the system, right, Warner? Well, mostly that's because he's not part of that system. He's not beholden right. to them. And the only thing that would make him uh, back off of what he's doing now is maybe the fact that he is he just gets tired of being beaten, <laughs> you know, beaten up day in and day out. So, uh, you know, hopefully he'll uh, he'll have the stalwart ability to be able to just completely resist this. But uh, you know. He does. They they can't hold anything over his head like they have past presidents and past senators and past representatives. You know he he's not of them, so they can't beat him that way. Right. Well, the re- the reason why Donald Trump won is the people don't want part time jobs. Then they brought in this Obamacare. They can't even pay their bills, let alone pay, pay the Obamacare. This is right. the reason why people want a full time job here, and the, and the and the Democrats are not too wise about it. The people are not stupid. They're out here working 26, 27 hours. They're not going to pay their bills, and then they've got to pay Obamacare. If they don't pay it, they get fined. And then they, then they start talking about taking guns. Well, American people are not going to accept that or the fact that they're, they're, oh, they made a bunch of jobs. Really? Yeah, how do they do that? By making them part-time jobs. To make it look like they brought the economy back, but no, they haven't. They just made everything part-time to make it look good. And then the people that don't pay taxes, they don't even count them as unemployed. They don't file taxes. And, and pay attention to uh, the fact that Obama could never even get the same sort of growth rate every other president has achieved in their terms. Even Jimmy Carter was able to achieve more than 2% growth, and Obama never was able to do that uh, throughout his entire eight years. Because he's, um, he's not about people working, about enslaving the American people, and people are waking up. And, uh, thank God for Internet and uh, cell phones, because they're seeing, they're seeing it. Yeah. So it's um, hard to beat the people okay. and when they together. Um, well, Warner, we are actually running out of time. Um, shit. Can you t- tell everybody your website? I know it's Breitbart.com. That's one of them. But don't you sure, freelance please. for others, right? Well, my personal so website is Publiusforum, P-U-B-L-I-U-S, forum, F-O-R-U-M.com. Uh, but I also write for BizPack Review, uh, Constitutionalist, uh, and a bunch of other sites, uh, as well as Breitbart on a daily basis. So it's probably easiest just to put my name into, into Google and search my name, Warner Todd Houston, H-U-S-T-O-N, and that will give you stuff going back all the way to 2001 if you look hard enough. Yeah. We go back a long time. That's awesome. Um, Ruben, Warner, you thank you for, for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on uh, on the show. Happy to do it. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, I appreciate you being yeah. on too. Wake the American right. people yes. up. God bless you. Um, All right. And folks, we are running out of time. Uh, please don't forget to go to studentforabetterfuture.com to check out what the nonprofit is doing. 
And um, stay tuned till next Tuesday when we bring you some more information. Um, yeah. Folks, thank you and have a good night. God bless. Yeah.